Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with WBEZ and Vocalo Radio host and DJ Ayana Contreras. Hey, Ayana. Hey, Robin. It's New Music Friday, that day of the week when most new albums and EPs come out, and we're taking a quick look at the best releases for October 8th, starting with James Blake. His new one out today is called Friends That Break Your Heart. It was built in a day, so it fell in a day. What do you expect? What do you expect? What do you expect? What do you expect? At best, we're a stretch and a leash. Won't hold my neck. I'm a mess. What do you expect? What do you expect? What do you expect? And it's okay. I know I'll be replaced. A bitter aftertaste, but it's not that. It's okay, there's nothing to explain Only yesterday, you were so sad Keep your breath, keep my texts Who's next? Who's next? I hope it connects I'm not at my best But I put my best foot forward Foot forward This is James Blake. His new album is Friends That Break Your Heart. The song we're hearing from it is called Foot Forward. This is his first album in, in I guess, nearly three years. His last one, Assume Form, came out at the very top of 2019. And Ayana, this is kind of a concept album for James Blake. Yeah, it's interesting because he has gone on the record basically saying that he really respects Stevie Wonder's ability to write a song about anything, about the birth of a baby, about politics. And in this sense, he didn't want to write romantic songs, write what is sort of expected of him. He wanted right. to really delve into friendship. And in this particular case, it's sort of the friendships that fell apart during the pandemic for him. And, and I mean, who hasn't experienced that situation? And, and that's, I think, the hook for this entire album. What drew me to it was that it was so relatable. I think the best way I've heard anyone put it during this past year and a half or so is that nobody can give as much as everyone needs. I think that's true. You know, I was I was watching Twitter, and one thing that somebody said on Twitter was that don't be upset if somebody isn't reaching out during this moment in the way that you want them to flip it and think about what they're dealing with right now. Well, despite all the pleading and longing and sometimes the emptiness in some of these songs, I thought the record overall was a bit more playful for him. You know, he, he plays around with his voice and, and sound in some subtle ways. I want to play a bit of a song called Frozen. This is my, my favorite cut on the record. I've been losing all of my mind They tell me I'm too hard to find Tell me am I You know, it's kind of quirky and strange, but it's still true to his whole James Blake vibe and sound. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. If you are a hardcore James Blake fan, this will give you all of the warm fuzzies that you've come to expect. You know, all the ethereal harmonies and all that good stuff and, and the beautiful electronics. But it also, it feels like he's trying to tug into new directions for sure. 
Well, it's a beautiful record with a lot of wonderful ear candy and, and lots of stuff to get lost in. James Blake, the record is Friends That Break Your Heart. Ayana, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about another album out now on October 8th that we're loving. But first, I want to go to a new one from the band Bad Bad Not Good. It's called Talk Memory. This is the band Bad, Bad, Not Good. Their new record is called Talk Memory. The song we're hearing from it is Beside April and WXPN's John Morrison back to talk about this one. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Robin? This is a group from Toronto we've been following for about a decade now. They've played around with their sound quite a bit over the years, and, you know, they work with a lot of different artists, very collaborative band. But for this album, they're kind of getting back to basics for them. Yeah, absolutely. Bad, Bad, Not Good four-piece Canadian jazz ensemble. They've collaborated with a lot of folks. Uh, they work with Kendrick Lamar, Tiger the Creator, Ghostface Killer, so many artists. But they're a proper young jazz ensemble. And on this album, they're kind of going back to those roots, like you said, of instrumental improvisation, playing off of each other without that added element of a vocalist. You referred to them as a jazz band, and I think that's how they're most commonly identified, but they're just so popular with hip-hop heads, you know, I think because of the rappers and producers, but also because of the beats, the percussion and the drumming across this record, I thought was the real star. Yeah, it's a beautiful, funky record. It kind of reminds me of a modern version of those great records that were coming out on the CTI label back in the 70s. You know, you have the song Love Proceeding, which has these beautiful sweeping strings and open channels, which is like this abstract, almost free imp improvisational feel in the music. And, and as improvisers, the band, they play together so beautifully, but you can tell that they have a, a very specific vision that they're trying to execute here, and they nail it. Oh, totally. You mentioned the strings. I should say that that's another star on this record. It's just so beautiful. The arrangements are really wonderful, and just love it. Bad, Bad, Not Good is the band. Their new album is called Talk Memory. John, you'll also be back in the second half of the show to talk about one more album out now on October 8th that we're loving. But first, I want to go to the Peruvian singer Susana Baca and her beautiful new album, Palabras Argentes. Fui será una porquería, ya lo sé, en el 510 y en el 2000 también, que siempre ha habido choros, vivarachos y estafados, contentos y amargados, transparencia y falsedad, pero el siglo XXI es un despliegue de maldad insolente, ya no hay quien lo niegue, vivimos revolcados en un merengue y en el mismo lodo. Todos manoseados 
Hoy resulta que es lo mismo ser derecho que traidor Ignorante, sabio, choro, pretencioso, estafador Todo es igual, nada es mejor Lo mismo un burro que un gran profesor This is the singer Susana Baca. Her new album is Palabras Urgentes, and the song we're hearing from it is Cambalache. And for this one, we welcome back Felix Contreras and Ana Maria Sayer with NPR's Alt Latino podcast. Welcome, both of you. What's happening, Robin? Thanks for having us. So we're going to talk about several albums on this week's show, but let's start with this really gorgeous record from the veteran Peruvian singer Susana Baca. She really is the grand dame of any form of Latin music from Latin America. That's how big of a deal she is. She's in her late 70s, and for 50 years, she's been the primary example, the principal example of the country's African heritage, and that's a very specific form of Afro-Peruvian music that has become well-known and recognized around the world, and she is largely responsible for that. Listening to her, there's just such a rich history, I think, to everything that she does. Like, for me, as a young person, it's almost like every track is a new history lesson. And her music, is it's not museum music because it's still very vital. It's right. still very present, right? Yeah. It's also important to note that in 2011, she was named Peru's Minister of Culture. Yeah. And she's only the second Afro-Peruvian in that country's history to hold a cabinet position. So she's, she's a big deal in any way you look at it. Well, I love how she's like, you know what, I'm going to just say whatever I want to. You know, and she's speaking some truth on this record, not to worry what others think. And, you know, she doesn't hold back. She sings about, you know, everything from like Peruvian independence fighters and the, the country's history of racism, uh, you know, conflicts between urban and rural communities. She even, towards the end of the record, touches on global warming. She's very outspoken, always has been. I think that that's part of the magic and part of why people respect her. So much so, like just going back a little bit, in 1997, she really came to the attention of the world outside of Peru when David Byrne and his Luwakabop label released an album by her, like back, I think it was 97. Mm. And that really just like opened the world to who she is. And like you said, she hasn't changed at all, man. She's always spoken that truth. Susana Baca is the singer. Her new album is Palabras Urgentes. Felix and Ana Maria, we'll talk about those other two records out today that we're loving in the second half of the show. But from Susana Baca, let's first go to the country singer Natalie Hemby. She's got a new album out today called Pins and Needles.
This is Natalie Hemby. Her new album is Pins and Needles. This cut we're hearing from it is called Banshee. NPR Music's Ann Powers returns to the mothership to talk about this one. Hey, Ann. Hey, Robin. Natalie Hemby, you know, she spent a lot of time writing songs for other artists like Alicia Keys and Casey Musgraves, even Lady Gaga. But man, on this record, she is making such a powerful statement of her own just on this new solo album. Yeah, Robin, many people know Natalie Hemby for her work with the High Women, her membership in that super group that also includes Brandi Carlisle, Amanda Shires, and Maren Morris. I just love the evocative way she writes. Like she can capture what it feels like to kind of roll around in a memory so well. Yeah. But as we heard on that song, she also can just write a killer pop hit. That song she co-wrote with Miranda Lambert, in fact. So poppy and so hooky. I kept thinking as I was listening to this record about how you and I have talked, you know, a lot about how country has been country music has been pushed and reshaped in recent years, particularly by women. And Natalie Hemby is certainly one of the artists doing it. But honestly, at this point, it just feels like this is what it is. The the transit the reformation has happened. We're living in it. Oh, <laughs> totally. And and this record looks to the future while definitely connecting with a certain kind of sound of I'd call it like classic rock. Some people might connect it to the nineties. I don't mean classic rock like, you know, Devil Horns, Led Zeppelin, but I mean Tom Petty, Cheryl Crow, even a band like Oasis. These are rock artists who were doing really interesting things in the studio. And uh, Natalie's work with her husband Mike Ruck on this record, you know, is just phenomenal the arrangements, the musicianship, but just like the little production effects, like the whistle on that song, Banshee, are so fun. And they all work so well with Natalie's voice, which is this very supple instrument. So she can do like conversational, she can do, you know, that very introverted, quiet way of singing and making you feel like you're inside her head. That's all happening on this record. And I really hope this brings her the audience that she deserves at 44, man. She should she should be up there with the peers she writes with. And a lot of them appear on this record, by the way, as co-writers. Maren Morris is on her brother's Osborne and Miranda Lambert herself. Natalie Hemby is the singer. Her new record is called Pens and Needles. And let's do one more before we take a break. This is a new tribute album to the late John Prine. It's called Broken Hearts and Dirty Windows, Volume 2. Summer's hands around the band dress flying Swimming suits are on the line just trying I'll meet you there for our Broken Hearts and Dirty Windows, Volume 2 is the album, a John Prine tribute record, and this is a version of his song, Summer's End, performed by Valerie June. 
And the first record in this series, I guess they didn't know it was a series at the time, was just called Broken Hearts and Dirty Windows. Amazingly came out more than a decade ago uh, when John Prine was still alive. And the fact that we've since lost him just makes this new collection, I think, hit that much harder emotionally. Absolutely. Um, it's a very poignant listen. That earlier version featured indie artists like Justin Vernon and Connor Oberst alongside Nashvillians like the band Those Darlings and the late Justin Towns Earl. This volume represents the circle or many members of the circle who who were around John in his last years. You know, John Prine, aside from being one of the greatest songwriters we've ever had, also was an amazing mentor to so mm. many artists. Jason Isbell, for example, who's on this album, uh, along with Amanda Shires, his wife, doing a killer, obscure John song called Saddle in the Rain. Margot Price, Sturgill Simpson, who actually shared an office with John Prine for a mm. while. They're all on this record, and so are some of John's best friends, like Iris DeMent, Emmylou Harris, and John Prine and everything around John Prine just has to keep breaking our hearts over and over again. So this record contains a version of Angel from Montgomery sung by Bonnie Raitt, who made the song famous. Now she is an older woman. You know, that song is in the voice of an older woman. And you're going to hear the first phrase and get out the damn Kleenex. But I would say, like, if you're going to buy one collection of Prine songs, not by him, honestly... I would buy this one because, as I said, these artists, many of these artists were, they were shaped by him. You know, their writing is so influenced by him. So there's this kind of like conversation going on in every version, even though, you know, Margot, for example, does like her Margot thing of like a total brainstorming honky tonk thing, but it still has a little John flavor. And that Valerie June track we just heard, I mean, Valerie's so unique, but the plain spokenness and the way she delivers those words, that's John. Yeah, his spirit really comes through. Broken Hearts and Dirty Windows, Volume 2 is the record of John Prine tribute album. And Anne, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about another release today that we're loving. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Boston hip-hop. It's not just your everyday hip-hop with a thick Boston accent. Boston hip-hop is known for its gritty beat, DIY stages, and underground music scene. It actually got its start at Harvard and MIT's radio stations. This beat's got brains and beauty. Make sure to check out Boston hip-hop, then check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Ready for a new ride, but not sure where to start? Try the tool designed to make car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. Then see your real rate and monthly payment without impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Autonavigator. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're taking a look at the best albums out now on October 8th. We start the second half of the show off with Sima Funk. The album is El Alimento. El mejor alimento se llama sabiduría. Se aprende un poco en los libros y otro lo enseña la vida. Las abuelas son ley, tienen la verdad en la palabra. Siempre te dan el consejo y uno se calla si hablan. 
se toma se paga El respeto se logra con el fundamento Hay que evitar el problema Calienta This is Sima Funk. The album is El Alimento. The song we're hearing from it is Sal de lo Malo. Felix Contreras, Ana Maria Sayer, we come back to you to talk about this one. This is a project of Eric Rodriguez. He and the band have been building a U.S. audience really since 2019, Felix, when you had him play at the Alt Latino Showcase at South by Southwest. That was part of the band's U.S. debut. El Alimento, it's not Sima Funk's first full-length record, but it really feels like a, a statement record, like a real breakout album, Yeah. Well put, Robin. That's exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sima Funk, it's like this music that feels so effortless and just gets a fiesta in, in itself. You can listen to it and have a different experience every single time because to me, it feels like you are quite literally listening to layers of generations. And I feel like I don't even know what genre you would put him in because it's kind of one of those things where the genre didn't exist until he created it, you know? He is like a combination of... Guy named Benny More from the 50s in Cuba and James Brown and Sly Stone all mixed together. He's one of those performers that you got to see him and the band live to really catch the intensity of it. And I think that this record catches that. And it's this really cool combination of Afro-Cuban music and funk. Well, as you said, Felix, maybe the best thing about Sima Funk is seeing him, seeing him with the band live. We don't have that South by Southwest performance online that he did when you, he was on the Alt Latino Showcase, but there is still a fantastic Tiny Desk that people can watch if they want to check that out. Yeah, please do. Sima Funk is the artist. The new album is called El Alimento. And Felix and Ana Maria, let's talk about one more release out today before I let you go. It's a huge compilation set of Latin soul music called It's a Good, Good Feeling, The Latin Soul of Fania Records. Before we hear the music, just to note that, you know, what they did back in the 1960s, right? This is from 65 to 75. You can draw a direct line to what we just heard with Sima Funk. Check it out. This is a Ray Barreto track I bought in that was recorded in 1969. It's called Soul Drummers. This is a result of this period of time when Boogaloo was a big deal in New York, and it's because the Latino communities and the African-American communities were living like right next to each other and within each other, 
and that you could hear how that influence went back and forth. So they're basically, can I get a little geeky for a second? Sure. They're, they're basically, the conga is playing the drum beat. So when you hear that boom, doom, back, the boom, ba, doom, back, boom, boom, back, the boom, that's the drum going boom, ba, doom, ba, right. boom, boom. That is the core of Boogaloo. And that style, that little beat, right? It it was so influential. If you listen to, like, for example, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On album, that same conga part is right there. That's how influential Boogaloo is. And that's why this record is important because it was just, it was a moment in time. It had its moment and then it was gone, but it's still so influential. He's describing a phenomenon that's happening with these beats that I'm feeling in my corazón. Like, I feel so hard exactly what he's saying. I hear that here, I hear that in Sima Funk, and I think these beats, these fundamental beats come up again and again and again in so many of, of the Latin songs that we talk about. And so I think it's kind of cool to see what feels like a real original piece of that. The collection is called It's a Good, Good Feeling, the Latin Soul of Fania Records. Felix and Ana Maria bring in the much-needed lift for us this week. Thanks so much to both of you. Of Thanks, course. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, another album on our shortlist for the best releases out now on October 8th is a new one from the bassist Joshua Crumbly. It's called Forever. This is Joshua Crumbly. His new album is called Forever. The song we're hearing from it is Kolkata. And Ayana Contreras, we come back to you for this one. Joshua Crumbly is a totally new artist for me this week. He's one you turned me on to. So maybe just start with a little bit about who he is, and then we can get more into the new album. So he's a bassist, born and raised on the West Coast. And his Instagram bio actually says he's a 90s kid from the desert. And what I thought was really evident is listening to this music it definitely has a certain kind of spare windswept quality you know oh yeah totally i i loved just kind of meditating and zoning out to it i found a lot of it was implied but definitely not overtly stated on the record and not just like words but the rhythms and sounds you know everything on it is so restrained and so finessed but it's, it's like you can feel the grooves in the words almost more than you can hear them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The other thing that was remarkable about it is a lot of the time music that is sort of meditative in this way tends to feel like it's very long. And these songs are, not only are they spare, but they're fairly short. And they kept finding me wanting to loop them and hear them over and over again because it seemed as though they were almost made to be repeated in mm. a loop. Yeah, they're mostly instrumental. That He does say the word forever several times on the song called Tomorrow, but but that's about it. I found it to be a pretty hard album to pin down as any one thing. It, it's kind of weird and woozy in a really great way. It's There's definitely some jazz in it, but there are also times when I thought this could turn into an indie rock record at times. Maybe someone might call it ambient. Maybe somebody mm. might call it, as you mentioned, jazz or e definitely very guitar forward indie sounding as well. 
all of those things are are in there. And the track that we just played, Kolkata, even has some sort of classical Indian influence to mm. it. And Joshua's mother actually is of Indian heritage. So that's hearkening to that part of his upbringing and his background. And I generally, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you, Robin. I really don't like quote unquote new age music, you right. know, like stereotypical eighties, like John Tesh sort of things. And I, I don't really want to like throw John Tesh under the bus in this way. But what I do really like is very thoughtful, very spare music that sort of takes you somewhere, takes you on a journey in an almost spiritual way. And this is that. Joshua Crumbly is the artist. His new record is called Forever. Thanks so much, Ayana. Thank you, Robin. Up next in our march through the best albums out on this busy release day is a new one from the underground hip-hop duo Atmosphere. It's called Word. There's no winners at the ass-kissing contest. Not even the judge. Identify the object, but keep it in your pocket And try to leave the page before you start to read the comments I can't remember when she wasn't asking what was wrong I'm not offended, I'm pretending it's just because of the songs While I was rendering my life, y'all put the shuffle on It's like I'm standing on the corner of Lindale and Lake I'm staring at the shit displayed behind the windows and gates Patient waiting for the bus to carry me down the street I feel like fuck you January got me freezing my feet Sleeping on the plane trying to find time travel Like you high enough to see inside of the galaxy's asshole And follow you and swallow you like a black hole Hey, I'm not the same dude I used to be Thankfully, permanently angry Trying to burn your little angel wings This is the duo Atmosphere Their new album is called Word? With a question mark (laughs) Word, and this song is called Fleetwood WXPN's John Morrison We go back to you for this one Uh, As I said, a duo, they're from Minneapolis They've been putting out music for like 25 years now but they've always remained sort of on the fringes of hip-hop. Yeah. Atmosphere, Slug, and Ant, you know, they are central figures of Minneapolis's underground hip-hop scene. They started out in the late 90s. A lot of Atmosphere's music minds very familiar territory. Slug, with his lyrics, he's often wrestling with depression, questions of faith, addiction. But they also find ways to put funny, like humorous, a humorous spin on very serious topics. I love how in the mix, how out in front the lyrics are. One of my favorite lines is from the song called Something, when he says, when you feel like nothing, you better get up to something. It's just so succinct, but like, that's going to be my new daily mantra when I get up, you know, (laughs) like when you feel like nothing, you better get up to something. Atmosphere is the duo. Their new record is called Word. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. We've got one final release out today that we want to play. It's a three-record box set from Reba McIntyre. It's called Revived, Remixed, Revisited. I remember it all very well looking back. It was the summer I turned 18. We lived in a one-room run-down shack on the outskirts of New Orleans. 
We didn't have money for food or rent, to say the least, we were hard-pressed. Then Mama spent every last penny we had to buy me a dancing dress. Well, Mama watched and combed and curled my hair, and she painted my eyes and limbs. Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress that had a split from the side clean up to my hip. It was red velvet trimming and it fit me good. And standing back from the looking glass there stood a woman where a half-grown kid had stood. She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me down. This is Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I'm down at Tribe, down here in Nashville, downtown Nashville, dancing with the boys right now. Revived, remixed, revisited is the release. The song is fancy. This is a, a remixed version of a, a Bobby Gentry song that Reba covered on her 1990 album, Rumor Has It. Probably uh, not what Bobby Gentry could have ever imagined the song becoming. <laughs> but Empires, we come back to you for this one. Well, Bobby Gentry was pretty cutting edge. But, you know, I'm really glad we're celebrating Reba and talking about this release. You know, the world thinks of Dolly Parton as the biggest legend in country. And I- I'm not disputing that. But Reba McIntyre is, within country music herself, I would say as major a presence as Dolly. You know, Reba said about this record, I'm always making new music. I'm always looking forward. It didn't occur to me to look back. But well, when she looked back, she did it in a new way because we have the dance uh, music's part of this record with remixers like La Femme Bear and Ralphie Rosario and Tracy Young and Dave Ade. The first volume of the record is her with her live band doing new arrangements of some of her most beloved hits. And then finally, we have Revisited, which is a stripped down collection of favorite Reba songs produced by the ubiquitous and very wonderful Dave Cobb over at RCA Studio A. And in some ways, we're really lucky to have this because she's been through a lot. Reba McIntyre's been through a lot in just the past couple of years alone. Her mom died, and she said that she actually thought about quitting music altogether after that. And instead, she's kind of doing the exact opposite of quitting music. She's having yeah. like this major late in her career uh, rebirth. Well, I think, you know, Reba McIntyre is the kind of artist who a younger generation can come to her music and, and hear things that maybe non-country fans couldn't hear when these songs came out. You know, I've noticed Gen Z, uh, younger millennial audiences, they're really open to this kind of pop, if you want to call it that, with big voices, with a lot of drama. Younger people are into this stuff. And I think Reba has a whole new audience now, and this record is going to break it open. Reba McIntyre, revived, remixed, revisited. Thanks so much, Anne. Thank you so much, Robin. And that'll do it for this packed release day, New Music Friday. There was a lot to hear on this episode, so if you want to go back and listen to full versions of the songs and also hear a whole bunch of other singles that came out this week, check out NPR's New Music Friday playlists in Spotify, Apple Music, and on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. The best way to keep up with the latest music, Tiny Desks, and other features from NPR Music is with our newsletter. We only send it out once a week. That's on Saturday mornings. And you can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I hope you have a great weekend. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music.